Welcome to the weekly message from Rama Family Church. It is our hope that as you listen to this message, you will come to know Jesus better and be established in your faith and equipped for the work of the ministry. You can view the sermon notes and listen online at rhema.org.au forward slash media. Thank you, thank you, Lord. Well, I can testify to the faithfulness of God. <laughs> you, wouldn't be, you wouldn't be looking at me if it wasn't God was so faithful to me. Amen, you can be seated. Well, just thank you for coming out tonight. I hope you had a great catch-up with your mother. And um, maybe thinking of mother, she's already graduated to heaven. That's good. My mum and dad passed away somewhat 12 years ago. And um, they were believers, and I've never shared one tear for my mum or dad. I do miss them, but I know where they are, and I'm thinking of them. They're blessed. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, it's good. God is so good. Well, my name's David Sweet, and in uh, uh, June of 2019, uh, my wife was in Europe, and uh, she'd been away for about two weeks, or a bit over two weeks, and um, you know what hunger pains feel like? And um, I'd get these hunger pains after I'd eaten. I thought, this is really, really strange. So I went to my doctor, and I, I never normally get sick of anything, so he knows that. And um, he said, I'm going to send you up to the QE2. So I went up to the QE2, and this was on the um, night, the 10th, which is a Monday. And uh, next thing they were doing blood tests. They had me in a hospital bed. They're doing chest x-rays. And I'm thinking, what in the world's going on? So they sent me home Monday night, and Tuesday morning I was about ready to go to the gym. And this Dr. Arbo, I think his name was, he said, I'm Dr. Arbo from such and such hospital. And he said, present yourself at hospital today at 2 o'clock. Uh, you're being admitted for um, radical treatment. And the diagnosis was, I always say this wrong, I said, acute myeloid leukemia. I'll get into trouble if I say it wrong. So anyway, that was a big shock. And uh, the first impression look to be honest if, if i had lived as old as methuselah and he was 969 years old i would have never seen this coming it wasn't on the radar i didn't expect it so it was a big shock and so i had said previously i do understand about chemo and it's it, it's a kind of which basically a poison and i said i will never have chemo and I found out, I was over 50 years old until I found out that never say never was a saying. I thought I invented that, <laughs> but never say never. So I finally, I was in that process, I rang Lindy Spall the holiday, and I started on this process. But one thing I knew, that this attack was not from God. And that's the very first thing you need to know, that when sickness or disease attacks your body, God is not sending it to try and teach you a lesson. It's an attack from the enemy. Amen? And so I decided, I, need, I knew I needed a miracle because the doctor said we can do three things. He said we can hit it with the big guns and that's most effective. We can do something le- lesser or he said you can do nothing at all. If you do nothing, you'll be dead in three months. So, okay, so I got into the program and they hit it with the big guns. Now, he said, these big guns, that we're going to smash it with this chemo, and it's going to knock out 80%. Straight like that, boom, just like that. Okay. So they hit it with the big guns. Then they tested me again, and they said it knocked out 
And I thought, these doctors, they're just practicing. Now listen, let me just add this disclaimer. I am not against doctors. Jesus is not. Jesus said the sick need a physician, right? So if I say stuff, I, this is on tape, isn't it? I'm not saying don't go to the doctor. Jesus was for doctors. He said the sick need a physician. Amen? So anyway, I was in this program. Now I thought, if I don't do anything, I've got three months to leave. I thought, I need a miracle. How do I get a miracle? And I understood about seed time and harvest and a lot of things about healing and I knew all the mechanics of it. I knew how to operate in it. I know how to administer to it others. I know how to receive myself. But I'm thinking, I need a miracle. And I know if I plant a seed, how long is that seed going to take to grow up? Because if you plant, plant a tomato seed and invite me over for lunch tomorrow, we're not going to be eating tomatoes off the seed you planted. There's a process. So I got into the program, and the first thing I did to myself, and I told Lindy, I said, death is not an option. Death is not an option. God says he'll satisfy us with long life and show us his salvation. Show us healing. Show us deliverance. Amen? And we don't have to die from sickness. We can just breathe out. It says when your spirit leaves your body, the, the body's dead. How about that? Some of the patriarchs just blew out. They took their last breath and they were gone. Amen? And the other thing I didn't, do is I never signed for it. I always said to people, I have been diagnosed with this. I never said I've got it. Because I would never sign for anything I didn't order. Now if you'd like to see, Lindy and I, uh, there's a, a testimony of us talking together about this on YouTube. And if you just go to YouTube and type in David and Lindy Sweet, you can, you can see that there. That goes for a little while. And it's had almost 4,000 views. Okay. So I didn't sign for it. And I didn't panic. So when the storms of life come us, when things come against us, my first go-to was, what does God say about this? But I already knew what God said. That sickness is not from God, and this is the enemy trying to steal from me. Amen? It's pretty easy to tell if it's from God or not. Because Jesus said, it's the thief that comes to steal, kill, and destroy... But don't get mixed up with the other guy. I'm the one who comes, and get, comes to give you life and life more abundantly. Just not abundantly, but more abundantly. Everybody say more. More, more abundantly. And you know what? Sickness is not a blessing. And if you have a look in the Bible in Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 28, it says sickness is listed under the curses. Amen? Okay. Another thing I didn't do, I didn't Google the disease. I didn't even, they gave me all this stuff to read. I just gave it to Lindy. I wouldn't even read about it. I didn't Google on it. People know more about their disease than the word of God and the promises of God. The promises of God are yes and amen. Amen? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. If you listen to him, you listen to the spirit of God, <clears throat> you get into the word, it's always going to lead you to life. Life. Amen. I kept a guard over my mouth. Because it says in Proverbs 18 verse 21 that death and life are in the power of your tongue. And whether you realise it or not, there is a miracle in your mouth. Your miracle is in your mouth. I'll tell them over here. There's a miracle in your mouth. 
It says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, you are confessing and you are believing. Not somebody else. You are doing it. Amen? Faith is in two places. It's in the heart and in the mouth. This is the spirit of faith or the word of faith. This is the law of faith. We believe, we believe in our heart and we speak. And we believe and we speak and we act. See, the devil doesn't care what you believe as long as you don't talk about it. And if your faith is strong enough to move your mouth, it's strong enough to move your mountain. Hallelujah. So I kept a guard over my mouth. And I got, I got some answers. Actually, I was looking for a particular answer and I couldn't get this answer that I needed. And um, I had some my, my notes, my sermon notes on my little phone. And I thought, I'm going to go through these. And as I was going through the sermon, I thought, hey, this is pretty good. And I got the answer I needed from my own notes. How does God do that? It's awesome. Amen? And... Um, so I needed a miracle and I found out, that, and this is something I found out after this all happened. And now I wouldn't know, I, I knew this, but if you need to take one thing away from this, if you need a miracle, you can get a miracle. And I'll tell you what the answer is. If you need a miracle, it's in John 2 verse 5. And it says, whatever he says to you, do it. Whatever he says to you, do it. Can we all say that? On the count of three, one, two, three. Whatever he says to you, do it. Yeah. Because Jesus said, I'm going to go away, but I'm going to leave you one the same as me, and he's the spirit of truth, and he's just like me. And Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and the Holy Spirit is going to help you. He's going to guide you to truth and to life. If you do what he says to do, you will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. Amen? I had an attitude of gratitude and Lindy's... God, God, God is so amazing. He comforted Lindy and he said about me, I'm glad she got this. It was a big shock when she got this. But God, I don't care where you are in God. If you've been saved for 40, 50 years in, in the Word and we, we do have our minds renewed with the Word... But what God has put inside of us is way bigger than what we know or think. And he said to Lindy, what did he say, Lindy? He said, David Sweet, come and speak into the mic. Like Abraham, David Sweet is full of faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded. Now, I didn't see myself that way, even though I knew the scriptures. Now, the week before I was diagnosed, the week before, Pastors Tony and Patsy were in Hong Kong, I think it was, and I st we started a message here. Uh, it was a healing message about power sources. And um, w can we put that photo up, Adam? I had things around my hospital room. I had this done, and I used to look at it. So who am I looking at me? And you know what it says? You are healed. It was in my room at the hospital. I think I'd look better now. <laughs> Thank you for that, Adam. That was the week before I was diagnosed and six people in the church got healed just sitting in their seats. 
and people will be healed in their seats tonight just as you sit there minding your own business because that always happens wherever we minister. You know why? Because it's the Word of God. The Word is, I have got so much confidence in the Word of God. See, I don't stress or worry about ministry or getting people healed or anything like that because I just let the Word do it. There's no problem with me. I'm not under, my job is actually trouble free. Hallelujah. It's exciting. Another thing I did, I actually double dosed on the Word. I got some teachings. I lo- lo- watched about 45 teachings of God wants you well. And I've seen these teachings before. A lot of these things I taught myself. But just because I knew about healing, just because I ministered healing, that doesn't mean it's going to get it for you, for me. Because sometimes it just can be in theory and in your head. It works for others because faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen? And tonight there'll be cre- there's an atmosphere being created. God was here before you arrived, by the way. And an atmosphere creates a place for the miracles to flow and the power of God to move into people's bodies. He'll just walk along, up and down the eyes, and people say, oh, that pain has gone away. Hallelujah. Ladies have had um, lumps in their breasts disappear. Spines have been straightened. Ears open. Sight can be restored. Last Saturday we did a healing meeting and I had a bell that I rang and a lady, when I rang that bell, she told me after, when I rang that bell, it was a point of contact and she was healed in a seat of restless legs, if anybody knows what that is. Well, I don't know what it is, but see, she was pretty excited. It'd be good, you know, like, I mean... Ministering healing is, is really good and really easy. I say to people, well, let me just minister healing to you and if you don't get healed, I'll give you your money back. <laughs> That's fair enough, isn't it? It's a win-win, right? <laughs> I encourage myself in the Lord. And I didn't have any external fear. I was about four times maybe external fear. I didn't have internal th- fear. I was at peace. Do you know what? When I was in the hospital, I had... God would, God would visit it. I used to say this out loud, God, you're with me, you're in me, you're for me. And when I went to sleep, and I, you know people say, I just slept like a baby. I'd never want to sleep like a baby. They're up all night crying and maybe they want to drink, they're dirty, they're nappy. I slept like a rock. That's how I slept. And I was in that secret place of the Most High. I, was going to, I had a great time in... I didn't like hospital. And you know why I didn't like hospital? Because there's too many sick people there. And I wasn't sick. And I said, well, Lindy, I might be in the hospital. I'll never let the hospital get inside of me. And I lived a normal life. I got in my city clothes during the day and I walked and did whatever I could if I was allowed to get out of the ward. And at night I'd get in my jammies and go to bed and sleep like a, a rock. And if I woke up, I wasn't worried. I'd walk around the room. I'd pray in tongues. I'd sing to God. Thank God. He was awesome. Have a great time. Hallelujah. There's no point in me sitting up at night worrying because he's up at night anyway. Let him worry about it. Because faith's a rest, right? And you have to work to enter the rest. Now I'm going to tell you things I did tonight and if you're writing out a list and saying, I've got to do these things to get healed, you're missing the whole point of this thing. You don't have to do anything to get healed. You don't have to do anything. And this is where people miss it. I've done this, I've done this, you know, I I don't know, I sing in the choir, I bake cookies for the girl guys, I help little old ladies across the road, I mean, what else have I got, I pay my tithes, what else have I got to do to be healed? 
nothing. You've got to receive it. And you told me where your faith is in what you're doing. Stop doing, start believing, and don't look about what haven't I done, what am I doing wrong. Listen, forget about what you're doing. Jesus is the healer. Look at him. He did everything right. <laughs> it's a rest. And the working to enter the rest is, is trying to get rid of all this stuff, these barriers, unbelief and so forth, that are trying to steal us from receiving. You know, for a big thing for me, certainly ministering to the sick, uh, is I realise a lot of people are trying to get, people that, well, ministers are trying to get God to heal people. If you do that, you're going to be incredibly frustrated. I don't do that. We did actually a healing stream in 2015 and Pastor Tony said to me, would you like to do some healing on teaching? Would you pray about it? I just said straight away, I wouldn't need to pray about that. I will do it. And I said to Pastor Tony, we don't pray for the sick because Jesus said to heal the sick, not pray for the sick. Now who knows people that have been prayed for, right? for healing, and they die. Put your hand up. Anybody. Okay, that's usually everybody. Now, if I asked you, would you like to get prayed for or would you like to be healed? What would you like to be? Well, that's what Jesus said, to heal the sick, and it's, it's doable and we can do it. Listen, if I can do it, you can do it. Because I don't do complicated. I, no, I'm serious. I just don't do complicated. Now, I made myself laugh. And this is the little fact I found out, that scientists have done this research that if you fake a laugh, your body cannot tell the real from the false. And you know how you laugh? Ha, 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 ha
Listen, faith doesn't move God. I'll, I'll tell them over here. Faith does not move God. God has already moved 2,000 years ago. Faith is a receiver. Sarah receives strength to conceive. Amen. I prayed for one guy. I didn't get a lot of opportunities to pray for people. But there was one guy. We had a little um, kitchenette there. You couldn't do much. There was just like tea and coffee and a, a microwave. And one day, <laughs> I was standing there. And he got, a guy comes around. I don't know if he had crutches or a walker or something, but there was obviously something wrong with his legs. And I was standing there and I was looking at him. And I said, what's wrong with you, mate? He said, oh, I've got cancer in the legs, I think he said. And I said, have you got any pain in your body? And he said, yes. And inside I said, oh, <laughs> bring it on. I was excited. I said, you got pain in your leg right now? He said, yeah. I said, well, if the pain went away, you'd know about it, wouldn't you? He said, yeah. I said, which leg is it? He said, my right leg. So I said, okay. I said, can I pray for you? God will heal you right now and take away the pain. Oh, he said, yeah, that'd be great. So I just cursed the pain, commanded to leave and command healing to come in his leg. So off he went. And the next day, we might have been there a different time, he comes around the corner. He didn't tell me what happened or didn't happen. He comes around the corner and he says, oh, hey, mate, how are you going? He says, pretty good. He said, can you do my other leg? <laughs> <laughs> and the next day I saw him leave in the hospital. I said, where are you going? He says, I'm going home. Hallelujah. Isn't it exciting? Praise God. So I knew God was in me, with me, and for me. Amen. Every time they did the chemo, I'd put my hand across the top of the chemo. It comes in a bag. And I would say, chemo, I take authority over you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You'll have no harmful effects on my body on organs or organs in Jesus' name, but you will kill cancer and leukemia cells in the mighty name of Jesus. And I said, all right, go and do your stuff. I know I did that all the time. And the, doctor, all the nurses knew they couldn't do the chemo. Even though I was asleep, they wouldn't try and sneak it in. They'd wake up and say, you want to pray over the chemo? I said, absolutely. And, the, and one, one round of chemo, they said, look, this one will warn you up front, you're going to get mouth ulcers. Everybody gets them. I said, no way, I'm not having mouth ulcers. The doctor said, look, it's the type of chemo it is, everybody gets them. I said, I'm not having mouth ulcers. And I pushed so hard at the doctor, he ended up backing down. He said, well, in most cases, people get uh, mouth ulcers. Do you know they check my mouth with a torch every day? They said, have you got any mouth ulcers? I said, no. They said, give us a look. They might have thought I was making it up. I didn't get mouth ulcers. You know why? Because I'm not signing for anything I didn't order. Hallelujah. <laughs> I had to transition. This is a process, and I think the pastors saw this and some of the other ministers because I had a lot of good people praying and ministering for me. And not, not chicken prayers. You know what a chicken prayer is, isn't it? Lord, we just ask you to heal Brother Bill, if it be thy will. And if it not, Lord, just kill him in the name of Jesus. <laughs> so whatever happens, you, you, you're a winner. You know, you happen one way or the other. That's a chicken prayer. No, people that can pray in faith. And we had, the Lord, Lindy had someone on her heart specifically, which we got, and they, they did come and anoint us with oil and so forth, but we were led to do that. Amen. I had to transition. What, what I realised that I had to transition from believing. I remember we were in a meeting with ministers 
And I said, this was a question that was like an open question. I said, is there a difference between believing I'm healed and knowing I'm healed? And I didn't know the answer then, but I know the answer now. And that answer will help you. Amen? There's, I, I actually, I know people that have died believing that God was going to heal them. Ever heard that? I just know God's going to heal me. Faith is now. Now faith is. God's not going to heal you because he's already healed you 2,000 years ago. It's up to you to believe and receive. Smile. This is helping you. I'm a nice person. You know, I want you healed more. You know, God wants you healed more than you want to be healed. Seriously. And it's easy. <laughs> it's a piece of cake. I've got notes here because I'll, 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 I'll yeah. There's a difference between believing and knowing. And just this last weekend, a, a minister I respect, he asked me a question that nobody has asked me from then till now, and I didn't know the answer, but it came out of my spirit. And I'm going to share it with you tonight for free. For free. This is worth more than millions of dollars. If you know people are in this place, or yourself, you could be in this place, this will help you. He said, how did you know you were healed? And immediately out of my spirit came the same way that I knew I was healed. Saved. Thank you. The same way that I knew I was saved. Now, how do you know that you're saved? Yeah, faith, all those things are true. I'll give you the Bible answer. Because some people say, well, you know because of the word. I'm going to break this down for you. Really, really basic. People get saved because they come in contact with the Spirit of God and they are renewed on the inside and they become a new creature in Christ. That's all very technical. But that says in Romans 8 verse 16, it says that the Holy Spirit bears witness with your spirit that you are a child of God. Now that doesn't mean you have to know anything about Scripture. It means you've made contact with God. This is personal. And you could say, but what is John 3.16? They say, John, who's that? I thought that's one of the Beatles. You know, there was Paul, Ringo, John and George. Is that right? It has nothing to do with knowing Scripture. Your first experience with God, the very first experience for everybody, is the Holy Spirit is going to bear witness with your spirit that you are a child of God. It's called no-so salvation. And if you ever meet somebody and say, are you saved, you're on your way to heaven, they say, well, I'm not sure, I hope so. Listen, they are not saved. Because the Holy Spirit is not bearing witness to their, their spirit that they're a child of God. You either know or you don't. And the Holy Spirit will bear witness with your spirit that you are healed. The Holy Spirit will bear witness with your spirit that you are righteous. Are you getting anything out of this? And until you know that, if I was you, 
and if the doctors are helping you, I would not disconnect from the doctors. I disconnected from the doctors because I had a word from God. Whatever he says to you, do it. Ezekiel 47 verse 9 says, where the river flows, there's healing. Yeah. The doctors, I did four rounds of chemo and the doctors, I was privileged to be picked because they didn't want to do chemo on people, or this uh, bone marrow transplant on people that were at my age, which is almost 70. Now it's people say, you don't look 70. I'm not. <laughs> but I'm so close I can smell it. And so it was a privilege. They wanted me to do this. But one this doctor, um, I better not say who his name was, he let a few things slip in the, in the ward my, my room one day. And I'm listening about this. He said, well, you know, look, uh, bad things can happen. When you get this transplant, you can pick up other diseases. You can get rejection. You get all these other things. You can go from a quality life to having a bad life and all these other problems. So they said, we're offering you, you're very privileged, we're going to offer you to have a bone marrow transplant. But when they said that, you know what I got? A big N-O. No. No. Now what does no mean? No. Now see, this is my healing journey and other people have had that process and procedure, and it's worked out for them, but they're just probably doing what God told them to do. Now, they told me that in this process, they lose 25% of the people. So that's one in four, and I'm thinking, ah, this is a very good option. Let's see, I could be one of those four, um, 25%. They're not selling us. I went and spent, we spent a few hours, this lady telling us all about, she's a friend of Pastor Daphne. Was it Pastor Daphne? Yes, she, she knew, knew her. And they said, now, if you get through that, if you get through that, then you could get this other disease, which is like a rejection thing, and a problem, uh, if you get that one, then you could get all these other diseases as well that are to do with, because really they're taking out your DNA, what God gave you, and giving you somebody else's. And I knew, listen to this, I knew that what God gave me, my DNA, there is nothing wrong with it. And I figured the enemy is coming to steal, kill and destroy for me. Listen, if I can get rid of the enemy, no problem. Now see, if you're trying to get God to heal you, or you're a minister trying to get God to heal you, you're going to be frustrated. Because... <laughs> People that don't know how to receive, they're either begging or pleading, they keep asking God. And instead of the cancer or whatever it is being the enemy, God ends up being the enemy because he's the withholder. God's not the withholder. It says in Romans 8, 32 or somewhere around there, it says, if God did not withhold his own son but gave him up for us all, how shall he not freely give us, what does it say? All things. Everybody say all. all. All things. What would you need in life? Jesus has already provided for you to have victory. What part of all don't you understand? All means all. 
And people get this terrible trip. What other bit? I need this other key of information just to unlock healing for me. No, you don't. You just have to receive. And it's simple. I said to Linda, it's so simple. Listen, if it was hard, I couldn't do it. I just don't do hard. So I didn't do the transplant. And when I did for these four rounds of chemo, oh, did, do, can I tell you, I'll share this, I'll share this publicly. i tell you how much I hated the hospital. Are you ready? I hated the hospital so much. Actually, I'd go for walks in the hospital because I lived a normal life during the day if I could go out of the ward. And one day I came back and they said, where have you been? I said, I've been up there down the front of the gates and walking up around there. And they said, they said, you have? I said, yeah, absolutely. They said, you can't do that, you're anemic. And I said, but I didn't know I was anemic. <laughs> and another lady in the hospital, they had to drill these things into the back of your hip here, put you, they'd knock you out. They, they could do uh, twilight or um, knock you out. I used to always say to them, give me the juice. Because I don't want to be there when it happens. It's like dying, I know where I'm going, I just don't want to be there when it happens. And so, so when you're in there and other people are having the same procedure, everybody wants to know what you got. So one day this, guy, uh, this lady's husband was having the same procedure as me and she very inquisitively said, and what have you got? You know what I said? Healing! Now I don't have to think this stuff up, it just comes out of me. Because I'm not the sick trying to get healed, I'm the healed defending and stopping the devil from stealing my health. And I asked the doctors, now this is really important, I said to the doctors, is this genetic? Is this Because my mum and dad, my mum lived to 93 and a half, my dad was 95, they died within 12 hours of each other and none of them had cancer. And you know, I, I really took this to heart, I thought, oh my, I felt really bad, I thought, I have let the family down. <laughs> no, I'm, seriously, I'm, I'm having some really, this is honest. I thought, I have let the family down. And when they said to me, it wasn't genetic, I thought, praise the Lord. And I told my kids, this is genetic. This will never happen to you. And you know that what that told me? This was a real attack from the enemy. And for those of you sitting here tonight that you have things genetic in your family, some of you are living in fear to different degrees. You have changed families if you're now in the family of God. And I break that fear right now in Jesus' name. This is faith in God, not faith in faith, amen? It's relational. One thing about um, leukemia, I'm told that the doctor said this is the disease that always comes back. And if you watch our other testimony on YouTube, um, we, used to have, we used to have fights, the doctor means. She said, it always comes back. I said, no, it's not coming back, never come back. Tip for tat, it was like playing tennis. It's not coming back. She said, but it always comes back. No, it's not coming back. So um, we had a guy come here, Fergus McIntyre, uh, in that 
June that year and I was scheduled to have another round of chemo and um, they had me earmarked the day the conference started was on the Monday they had me earmarked to do another round of chemo and I said to the doctor no I can't start another round of chemo on this Monday because I'm going to a conference God oh, she said you're not going to do the chemo I said no I'm going to the conference she said oh she looked she said she was oh pleaded she said look oh please please she said look if I was you I wouldn't do that if I were you I would not do that if I were you I said, well, I'm going to the conference. That's what I'm doing. She said, nevertheless, at your peril. So I came to the conference, and it was good. And on the very last night, now, because I know the word, and I was at that stage believing that I was healed, I know not to go and ask again, why would you plant up, pull up your seed to plant another seed? So I'm standing here somewhere in the second row, and Paddy Akui... Is that her name? She was here. It was the very last night of the conference. All the ministry had been done and then she called people for cancer to come forward. Not a soul moved. I thought, well, I'm not going out there front. I, I, you know, I believe by Jesus stripes I'm healed. That's it. Why would I go out the front for it? What if, you can't be pulling up your seed and keep planting it and think it's going to grow. But then all of a sudden, I got this heat come on me from the top of my head down to my waist, this heat which is very unusual for me. And so I wasn't going out and I said to Lindy, thank God for our wives. I said to Lindy, I've got, a, I've got some sort of heat, I've got an anointing on me. And she said, well, maybe you better get out there then. So on that prompting, I went out there and she cursed tumours because she has an anointing in that tumour area, but I didn't have any tumours or anything like that. But watch it, because I need a couple of key information here. This is really important. With the chemo, they say that it's the one that always keeps coming back. And she prayed, she said, and there'll be no more relapses. No more relapses. That's an important key, tick, for that. No more relapses. Because it says in Naaman 1.9 that the Lord will make an utter end of, us, end of it and affliction won't arise again the second time. Good scripture, Amen. And so I wanted to disconnect from the doctors and, and uh, when I came to disconnect from the doctors, I just said, I'm not going to do any more chemo. And the doctor said, um, okay, well, it's your decision. I said, no, I'm not doing any more chemo. So she knew we were Christians, we believed God, seen miracles, all that. And she said, but that's okay because we can arrange palliative care for you. This is true. That's true. That's why I said I'm not against doctors. I'm against doctors if they're trying to make, send me up a pathway that God's not telling me to go up. Amen? Because I have, I actually changed doctors to this Jewish doctor that Bolt built 2,000 years ago. <laughs> and he never makes mistakes. He's never lost anybody. Amen? And the second thing that happened, I was looking for this extra scripture and even though that I had that scripture, I wanted confirmation. And I said to Lindy, I'm really wanting a, an exit scripture. And I thought, yeah, I want somebody to give me that word. Because I just held it inside my heart because I don't want to tell the enemy all my business. So Lindy said, I've got an exit scripture and it's not the one you've got. I thought, there's no way there's another scripture like that. And the day I said to Pastor Tony, I said, Pastor Tony, I just know I'm healed. I know I'm healed. And he said, I'm going to get up and announce it at the church. So he got up and announced it at the church, which is a good thing. Because people would come up and say, are you really cancer-free? And I'd look them in the eye and say, I am cancer-free. 
And um, Sammy, which is over there, she'd been praying and interceding for me. And the day that that happened, she was really she really interceded for me. Listen, we don't have to fight this battle on our own. I had body ministry. It just wasn't me and Jesus. It was a lot of people and me and Jesus. Amen. It's body ministry. The pastors ministered to me. Other people ministered to me. And they weren't chicken prayers either. And um, Sammy on that very day, I've got it written in my phone so I remember the date. She came up to tell us, she said, I've been praying for you and I've got a psalm for you. And she couldn't even speak. She was so overcome. She's got tears in her eyes now. I was pretty overcome. And she said, I'm going to have to send you a text. I used to do that to Lindy. I I couldn't talk. Because God would visit me and say things to me and I could not... So she sent me the email. And I looked at the psalm. I didn't get a lot out of the psalm, but in the bottom of the... You know know when you put capitals in an email, they're shouting at you? (laughs) The bottom of the email, she said, it is finished. It is finished. It is finished. That's the very word that Lindy had, but she wouldn't tell me. uh, But she said, that's exactly what I got. Now, what part of it is finished, don't you understand? God paid for your healing 2,000 years ago. You don't have to do anything to qualify it. It's not that I had... It's not... I'm not some faith giant. I'm just like everybody else. I put my pants on one leg at a time. It's not easy, it's hard. We make it hard. And people, I gave two really large offerings when I was in there. And see, if you don't hear this properly, you think, I'm not buying healing. I'm keeping my heart focused because where your treasure is, your heart is also. I just want to make sure I'm under the spout where the glory of God comes out. Amen? Hallelujah. Got nine minutes to go. If you need healing tonight... Healing is here. The power of God's here to heal. And we can release healing to do. All you have to do is receive it. You're not coming out here to try, look, I've been prayed for six times, I'll just see if they've got the stuff. The stuff is here. We got the stuff. Pastor Tony's going to lay hands on it and impart the, the healing power of God. It's the same power that raised Christ from the dead for crying out loud. What else are you going to need? If you need healing your body, I want you to tell, <laughs> tell your neighbour, tonight's my night. Tonight's my night. Now is the day of salvation. Right now. And it's a piece of cake. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, if you need healing in your body, I want you to come out the front and and, uh, form a line out the front here. I'll ask Pastor Tony and Patsy to come. Ask Benny to come. Ask Lahima to come. 
your receivers, right? Just come and get it. It's here. Hallelujah. While they're just coming out the front here, just check your bodies, everybody else. Stand up if you need to, check your body, see if that pain's left your body. Lumps have disappeared. Anybody been healed in their seat tonight? Put up their hand so we can see. Anybody? Well, some people, let us know. There's one lady there. She's received healing. Another one out the back. There's two. Two people been healed in their seats. Other people could have been healed in their seats and they don't know it. You can let us know during the week. Amen? Hallelujah. If you would like more information or resources on this or other topics, or if you would like to sow into this ministry financially to help us share messages just like this one each week, please visit our website at brainer.org.au. 